Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! Hello. Welcome to episode 65. I don't know. I think it's 60... You didn't even know. say a number, so what do you think it is? <laughs> I think it's 63. Three. I think it's 63. Yeah. This is Kim and Cut Stay Alive. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. And we're going to tell you the entirety of a horror movie, play by play, step by step, plot point by plot point, and then I'm going to ask Kim at different points what she would do to stay alive. And I'm going to die. Yep. No, nope, please don't. Kidding. Please don't. Actually, I'm a final girl, bitch. Yeah. Though Kim does feel a bit like she's currently dying I right am now. Currently dying. I'm a little under the weather, so I apologize if I'm low energy. It's annoying because I was under the weather and then I got over the weather and now I'm back under, <laughs> under again, again and I'm fucking annoyed That's now. Now really... I'm just angry at the weather. So I'm going to do my best every so often to just sort of startle Kim. And just, you know, get her to wakey wakey. She currently has a (laughs) bottle of water, a shot of water, because she didn't want to do a shot of whiskey because she almost died uh, on happy birthday to me. Kombucha, a venti cold brew, and then a mystery thermos of, oh, and tea that I made her. What is in the green mystery thermos? Uh, There's also tea in there. I came with tea, but then you offered me tea with Uh, honey, and I was like, that sounds delicious. So I have two teas. There you go. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six (laughs) beverages today, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's a situation I gotta hydrate today. I agree. Well, let's do our... Well, our shot. Cheers. Gina holes out. Tits up. (laughs) Oh. Ooh. (laughs) Well, now my couch will smell like whiskey. Cool. Catherine just spilled whiskey on her couch. Cool. Cool, cool. I'll just wipe this here. <laughs> <laughs> um, How are you? What's up? I'm good. I um, have been really excited about TV recently. Also, do you remember the Swing Low movie that we talked about that we saw Love. Horrible Imaginings? Yes, I do. I think I realized why I recognize that main girl. Cause remember I was like, I know I recognize her from somewhere. I looked right. at her IMDb. Nothing was ringing a bell. I think she's in the new Nosferatu show, oh. which I watched one episode of. And that I would probably that. be why I recognized her, but didn't place it. Cause I only watched right. one episode. Why didn't anyone recommend that to me? I was like, what can I binge right now? I'm sick. And people oh. sent recommendations, but that wasn't on the list. And now I, I need to well, add that to my I, list. Because you can't binge it. That's why. Oh, it only it's one by one. Yeah, it's only Monsters. one by one. Which also is what the Great British Baking Show is doing right now on Netflix. And I'm like, what the fuck, motherfuckers? <laughs> like, I can't binge the collection seven of the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Um, but I did watch Marianne. I've started Marianne. Are, are you finished it? Finished. You finished. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric and I are on the fence about it yeah so don't 
I mean, don't give me any spoilers, but I'm just going to talk tonally to you. Right. I got used to the dubbing. Well, I was going to suggest to undub and just do subtitles. Just do subtitles. Um, I think that that makes How do you it play better. It? You just uh, it's in the subtitle options. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just have it play French. Okay, um, and then just it's read it. Okay, and then just read it, which I did not do. I dubbed it because I was watching it when I was sick, and I right. like tried to do it, but it was like my brain, brain was mush, and I was like, I just I can't. Um, yeah. but I think that helps. Um, okay. Yeah. Totally. Because, I think because like, like it's not being said in a weird way. Then, yeah. You know? Yeah. It sounds like, like ADR. Their well, actual obviously. voice. Right. And meaning Intonation. and then watching. Yeah. The words. Well, so that. Okay. I'm going to try doing that. That I got used to though. Mm. However, tonally, there were some moments where I was like, why are we doing like a slapsticky kind of thing with like slapstick rom-com music over top of it like where she's breaking into a house and she's like climbing over a fence the music mm-hmm. was literally like rom-com Cameron Diaz breaking into her date's house yeah. to get her bra back like I mean, it was not supposed to be funny there but but um, it w- but I'm not but the tone didn't yeah. work for me so there were just it's a French. couple things that you know like, I mean? it was it's just French, French. <laughs> uh, so there were just a couple things like that that kind of took me out of it I think there were some things that took me out of it there were some times where I was like a little bored but like I think there were things I was actually mad at mm. we'll have to talk um, about when I finished it yeah and then they I would say it's worth watching till the end though. okay great um that lady is scurry She's right? real scary. Yeah, her face is scary. And there's like nothing. They didn't. It's just her face. It's like a close up creep face. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with Eric where I was like, how would I feel about that? If like I was cast to be terrifying and they were like, nope, you're good. Just just go in there with your own face and you'll terrify everyone. I think you'd take that face all the way to the bank. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And then I started to ask Eric. I was like, is my face scary? He was like, no. And I was like, no, like. Would you hire me to make scary faces? Can I make scary faces? And then I spent 20 minutes trying to scare Eric with my face. <laughs> um, and then I'm also so excited about Prodigal Son. I can't even contain myself. Did you watch the first episode? Not I yet. watched it. I, I, um, it's not really Eric's thing. So like I've been trying to find a time to watch it uh, like without I watched him. it kind of while I was doing other stuff. And now I have some questions. But I is is my is Michael just... Of course he's amazing i just love him i'm manifesting that i'm gonna be on that show do it and i'm going to have scenes with michael sheen making out for sure yeah <laughs> i love him like i don't even like i don't even want to make out with him i just want to like do a scene with him yeah no i know and like absorb just his, energy. his energy i just i can't believe i just love him so much um so everyone uh all i'm make that gonna happen. i'm gonna be on prodigal son uh, I'll let Do you it. know when. And uh, if you have any connections to help me make that happen, I'm We're available. available. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Soups avails. Um, I, uh, I went on a date. I can't wait to hear. I went on a date, you guys. I love it. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm out there. I love it. Uh, yeah. On I've been... Facebook date? What? I know. So I, you know, I took some time. Mm-hmm. Took some time for myself. Did a little healing. Um, really and did some. And let me say, you fucking healed like a boss <laughs> bitch. I did. And I'm actually a little proud of myself because I actually, you know, took some uh, 
you know, I just do a lot of personal development stuff. So I like took some stock of things and I took ownership for things that I do mm-hmm. in relationships too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not just always other people. And so kind of dug into those things a little bit. And then one of my friends from Bali was doing like this 30 day mindset thing. Oh yeah. Um, group basically. And what I was like, it? fuck, no. I'll do it. It's like 30 day mindset magic or something. Um, So you basically just like pick a topic that you're going to work on for 30 days and then um, do you like write a mantra for it and then like write 10 good things each Mm -hmm. day. I love it. It's fucking amazing. But I was like, oh, I'm just going to focus on me like and getting back to like my good fucking like high vibe, amazing self again. And it's like fucking worked. I love it. (laughs) I was like, I like took time to heal. And now I'm like, because that's what I wanted. Like I was like. I remember feeling really good before and I want to get back to that. So yeah. I was like, I feel good and even better because I like worked through some shit and grew and learned and very grateful. And so I wasn't like, oh, I want to like date again. Like, let me like turn on some apps. You know, I was just kind of like my friend mentioned the Facebook one and I got like an invite. Like, I guess Facebook knows me. They were like, like, do you want an invite? <laughs> are you I don't trying know, to Like, date? I was like, are other people not getting these invites? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so Facebook is a dating app, you guys. Facebook is like, do you want to see more cats? And I'm like, accept. Yes. I love this cat dating app. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I wanted to like cash just look at it, you know, and I actually turned it on one day and then turned it off again. It's like literally just in your app. You just like switch it on and then no one knows about it. Um, And then I was like, and then I turned it back on again. Like I was like, I just like to see like who's out there, what's on. So it was like very cash. Like and I was just like feeling good. What's up? I mean, legitimately, it's fun. Like I know I like playing on your dating apps when you're doing them. It's much more fun for you though. (laughs) I'm sorry. How did you spill that? (laughs) Sorry. How though? It's okay. We have whiskey over here. Coffee coffee over there. It's great. It's totally (laughs) My couch is. Eric's going to be like, why? Why does our couch smell like an Irish coffee? And be like, oh, well, yum. I do love an Irish coffee. Right. Uh, so, pin in what you're saying. Yes. Side note, because this is actually something I wanted to remind you of. Since Eric and I are officially here for Christmas, you are going to be here to decorate the tree, watch Sound of Music, right. and Eric is going to make Irish coffees. Okay. Real Irish coffees. I'm in. I love Irish But coffees. you don't get to decorate the tree. You have to just sit there and That's watch great. it. That's great. I don't really want to. Great. Cool. I'm just letting you know that that's happening. Like, I would prefer to sit and, and drink watch. Irish coffee like, while you do shit. Great. Perfect. <laughs> to just be letting honest. you know that that's what's happening. I mean, I do like decorating my own house, but like, I have no desire to decorate your house. Well, you won't be allowed. <laughs> Good. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you talk, Eric and I can talk all we want. You cannot. Great. I look forward to this <laughs> time in my life. I'll Good. document it all. Okay. <laughs> For oh my you guys, God. Yeah. follow along on this Instagram. Yeah, of Kim sitting silently, <laughs> handcuffed to my couch, watching Sound of Music, drinking Irish right, coffee. As long as I got Irish coffee, yeah. I'll be good, girl. Good. I'm sorry to interrupt. The okay. hills are alive, baby. You can't. You haven't earned that. <laughs> you don't get to say that. <laughs> so mad. You me. don't get to say that. Um, okay, so what oh were you saying? Sorry. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's not that I recommend the Facebook app. Sure. <laughs> by any means, right? Um, it's mostly creepers. And but you stumbled upon someone that you liked. Yeah. And most people don't have anything written in their profile. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very much just like, here's a picture. Sometimes it's just like, uh, not even of your face. So it's- it sounds like that wingman app that I tried to do where I was yeah, like, so excited that had about like it. no people on it. This yeah. has 
all the people because it's Facebook. And then, so it's just, but it's like, but it's, all oh, people. yeah, it's like that's not great. Um, so yeah, but randomly stumbled upon this one guy and he's pretty cool. That's great. Had a great it. date. We already have a second date set. Awesome. Now, does he know that you have a podcast and that you journal yes. your dating? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told him and I was like, he's like, don't, like, what? Don't talk about me. And I was like, I won't say your name. Yeah. And I was like, we'll have to come up with a nickname for you. This really, truly reminds me, like, the journaling of your dating history really reminds me of when I first started dating Eric and you were dating a guy at the time and we were making Three Extremes. Right. Oh, yeah. Which was a web series we were in. That was documenting Kim and Sophia and my life like Mm -hmm. when we first got here. And it's just us being like drinking, drinking, debaucherous, slutty boss bitches. (laughs) Like it. And it's really it's really funny. But like funny. I remember having the conversation with Eric. We were brand new to dating. And I was just like, basically, the gist was I didn't come out of a box when we started dating I fucked a lot of people and this is funny and this is what the series is about and it's based in truth. And yeah. I was so nervous about it. I like remember where we were, we were on a walk and I remember <laughs> where we were walking and I remember he just goes, what's the problem? And I was like, that's good. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. He was like, I frankly, he, he goes, frankly, I'd be pretty creeped out if you hadn't fucked anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I was like, Oh, cool. But it reminds me of that where it's like, Right. The, I had an entire fucking life before you came along, bro. Yes. But it is weird that you can hear the detailed aspects of it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I think it's um, good to bring it up on a first date because like if they're creeped out by it, you can be like, oh, okay. Then totally. Not now my I person. know. Yeah. Not my person. Um, But yeah, but I'm going to keep dating, not getting too attached. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Soup's great. Like him a lot, but we're just getting to know each other. Just going to get to know people. Love it. Get to know people. And um, one of them will be my person. I'm very excited. I also had to have a talk with myself about. Okay. What would you say to yourself? Well, I get very excited when Kim has a good date as if it is my own date. But then I also get my lion comes out and I was so burned by your previous breakup (laughs) that I had this whole thing with myself where I was like, well, I'm not giving my approval that quickly. Like I was, I had a whole thing. You did approve quickly. That was one of your fastest approvals. I did because I mean, I did. And so I learned a lesson. I got burned. Great. Great. And (laughs) we all learned something. I did. So I was like, we're learning. If I meet this guy, I literally had to talk to myself. I was like, if I meet this guy, I will not give my approval. However, you can't be a cunt, Ketrin. Like you <laughs> no, have to be. You can't be a cunt. You have to be like there. There's like a gray area, and you need to find it. He would honestly be hard to be a cunt too. That's one of the things I really. He's like such a positive, bright light. Like he's like yeah. a really good energy, and we like had fun and like had the best time. Like it was really fun, but also talked about like real shit too, yeah. which is really good. And um, and it's just been really easy, which is super like awesome. I don't want to get sucked in. I don't want to okay. get my approval okay. too quickly. Okay, you know, like I'm I also. Need to... This was also his first online date he's ever been on. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> wow, was he just born? No. Oh, he's not he's a baby. Older than me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. By like six months or something, but yeah. This is the. <laughs> I'm so excited. He has my approval. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, no. I'm, and for our second date, I had tickets to a horror thing. So he's going to come to that. <gasps> That's exciting. What horror? 
I can't tell you because I'm gonna uh, wow. do it for the podcast. Okay, I guess I'm not invited. <laughs> You're uh, not invited. It's to watch a horror movie, but it will be an interview with the director, or a Q and an interview, a Q and A with the director wow. too. But wow, 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 I'm wow. doing it for the podcast, wow, so you wow, can't wow, come. Wow! 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 <laughs> Okay, I see. You know what? I'm just going to dive into this movie. Great. I'm excited. Okay. You know what? Now that we've talked for 15 minutes. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can go on dates with other people. It's fine. Not that's upset. the point of the podcast, Ketrin, <sighs> for me to go on dates. That's how it all started. I know, is I that know. you watch? I know. Ketrin, I've watched horror movies by myself for a fucking year. <laughs> God damn it. Let me have one. It's fine. You can have it. <laughs> You have to let your birds fly away. I will give you the sound of music. <laughs> okay. I will watch the sound of music with Great. you. God damn it. Okay, perfect. All right. So I have made Kim be on a, <laughs> a media <immediate> blackout <laughs> because uh, this is one of the most fucked up stories ever. And the real life horror movie version of it is currently happening. And it is breaking news almost every day. So I had to tell her about it. Yeah. Well, I had to tell her not to listen to the most recent episode of our favorite podcast, My Favorite Murder, because Karen talks about it. And then like every day I've seen like a new headline about it. So well, I on the way here, I listened to their newest, newest one or I started it, Uh but I skipped last week because that was like, Ketchum was like, don't listen to this episode. And I was like, okay. so I know nothing. But she started with some correction (laughs) corners things and she's like, back to the this. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I just started like slamming things like I was just like bashing my phone and the radio just being like for some reason I just panicked and I couldn't turn it off. Hit pause. Like I was just like, no, (laughs) like just punching things well you'll be able to listen and to then all i just it. fast forwarded for like 10 minutes I so it. i missed the entire beginning of the podcast <laughs> You're such a good friend. Um, just so i wouldn't hear it'll anything. be fucking so i know worth nothing it. okay great it'll be fucking worth it and you'll be able to listen on the way home very excited okay so i did the movie orphan yes all right so uh dead or alive vera formiga is in it mm-hmm. i think her name is kate but i pretty much call her vera the whole time mm-hmm. dead or alive alive uh, Peter Sarsgaard, whose name I think is Johnny, but I call him Peter. Alive. Uh, Esther. Alive. Max, who's a little girl. Dead. Daniel, little boy. Dead. None. Mm, alive. Okay. All right. Here we go. Catherine's got twinkles in her eyes she's so excited okay (laughs) woman in labor it's Vera she has been driven to the hospital by Peter and she looks so excited like she's got like a smile on her face as she's in contractions and she's put into a wheelchair and she's getting wheeled down the hall by a nurse and all of a sudden her screams start to get like more painful Mm -hmm. and she's like holding her stomach and then she brings her hand up and it's covered in blood. Uh-oh. And we see an aerial view where like there's blood just trailing behind her. Like oh, as shit. the wheelchair oh, is being wheeled. But the nurse is not doing anything. The fuck? And we get into the operating room and Vera is still awake. And all of the doctors are around her. 
and they're like, your baby is dead. We have to cut it out. And she's like, no, no, it's not dead. I feel it moving. I feel it kicking. They've given her no anesthetic. Her husband is there like filming. Peter Sarsgaard is there filming. And he's just like, congratulations. And she's being literally cut open with no Ah. anesthesia. And then they hand her the baby. And it's just like a bloody mass screaming. Mm -hmm. Wakes up. Mm -hmm. She goes into the bathroom. And she's not pregnant. We see her like kind of like lift up her shirt. And she's got like a scar. But not in the direction of a C-section. It's like from... Uh, mons pubis to belly button. Okay. <laughs> Vertical line as opposed yes. to a horizontal line. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> I knew that that was being douchey and I didn't know how else to explain it. <laughs> so I don't think it's douchey. It's quite technical. Uh, thank you. So she takes a pill and then just kind of sits on the bathroom floor struggling Cut to the next day, she's in her therapist's office and her therapist is like, I really think that these nightmares you're having are obviously a manifestation of the stillbirth. Mm. You know, you're, you're processing in it and you're subconscious and we're just going to have to, you know, keep talking it out and you know, that's what's happening. And she's like, or maybe I'm not ready to adopt. And, uh, the therapist is like, I mean, that's, you have to decide that. Mm -hmm. But that being said, like you've gone through a very long adoption process and you've wanted it up until right now. So I think you need to like explore what it is that's actually going on. Mm -hmm. We also learned that she developed a drinking problem and she's an alcoholic and no longer drinks in this therapy session. Cut to Vera picking up her daughter, Max Uh, But she's picking her up from a different school than her son, Daniel, who's older, because uh, Max is deaf and mute. So she's picking her up from a school for the deaf mute. Deaf and mute. Deaf and mute. Helen Keller up here. Right. Well, she can see. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So she's got that. Oh, my brain is. That really useful one. Yeah. So it's. I just uh, feel like I'm staring blankly at you right now. I'm just going to throw things at you every so often just to, you know, make sure you're with me. Deaf so, and mute. Deaf and mute. Okay. So um not deaf and blind. And got it. <laughs> it I think we learned this later, but I can just tell you now. She's got like a little hearing aid. So basically she can hear enough that it makes it easier for her to read lips. So though mm-hmm. they mostly mm-hmm. communicate through ASL, she can still like kind of read lips a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if you were to like go up and like speak directly into her ear, she could hear it. Like a sounds but for yeah Mm -hmm. but for all intents and purposes she's deaf Mm -hmm. so she's picked up max from school and she's driving her home and she stops at a red light and gets distracted by seeing a bunch of moms walking their kids home from school and kind of goes into a stupor and then hears a car horn so she just floors it well the light hadn't changed (gasps) so she almost gets fucking Ah! t-boned at a red light jesus christ so we now are like, okay, she's she's functional, but like mm-hmm. she's definitely like mourning, dealing with something. And like my fucking bitch ass, I was like, you already have two kids. Why do you? I mean, I kind of had the same thought. I was yeah. like, I mean, I know that that's. I like know it's traumatic. A I totally and like, like it's still and a stillbirth sure. is like very, 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 very traumatic yeah. for sure. I totally, I had to go to a stillbirth funeral 
in mm-hmm. time. It was really oof. Um, so yeah, yeah I know that like your body, so your body goes through <clears throat> like, so you're, you're at such a late stage of like hormones and attachment and all that kind of stuff. I totally get it. I was being a bitch. Um, so now we're at home and it is a gorgeous modern cabin situation because we're in a very snowy place it's very snow covered and they're in just this like beautiful cabin where like entire portions of the siding is just windows looking out into like a frozen lake it's quite beautiful and we go inside and Vera is playing the piano And then we also see that there's this gorgeous greenhouse, like one whole side of the house is a beautiful enclosed greenhouse. And while playing piano, she hears a thumping. It keeps like distracting her. And she finally is like, I can't concentrate. So she goes outside and it's Max throwing a basketball up against the wall and like she can't hear it. So like she has to go out and be like, can you stop like Mm -hmm, saying, mm -hmm. can you stop? But also using ASL. At that moment, Peter Sarsgaard comes home and he's got Daniel, the other kids. So I would say Max is five to 10. Mm-hmm. Daniel is um, 12, mm-hmm. maybe. So bedtime. Max takes her hearing aid out and puts it on the dresser. And she wants mom to read her a story. And the story she picks up, Matt, um, Vera's like, I do we really do you really want to read this one? And Max's like, Yeah, this is the one I want to read. She doesn't say it. She mm-hmm. signs it. And Vera starts reading the book to her in ASL. And we're seeing like what she's saying uh in subtitles. And basically it's about bringing home a new baby sister. Mm. But then at the end, it's I'm glad my baby sister went to heaven, but I would have liked to have met her first. Mm. So it's clearly about which I'm like, I love that people write children's mm-hmm. stories like that, where it's like, these are things yeah. that are going to be weird to talk about. Let's write a children's like story about it. it. Yeah. Sweet. Cut to Vera journaling in a journal. And sh- her bookmark is currently this brochure for an orphanage. St. Marianne's whatever the fuck. She takes another pill. Uh, Peter comes into the bathroom and comes up behind her and he's like getting frisky and she's like kind of trying to be into it and then is just like ugh, I'm not I'm Mm -hmm. sorry Mm -hmm. I can't and he's super respectful of it but she like you know she feels bad and she's like I just I'm really nervous about adopting a new kid and but I do want to take the love that we felt for Jessica and like transfer it to a kid who really needs it. Mm-hmm. Cut to pulling up to an orphanage. And this is like an old school orphanage. All the kids are in uniforms and the ones running it are nuns. And we see someone in the window, like as they're pulling up. And then we get like a POV of the person in the window. And Vera and Peter like look up and the person like ducks down. So now Peter and Vera are inside the orphanage and what they're basically doing is like having a little party quote unquote for the kids. That's Mm -hmm. like what they do when people come to possibly adopt because they don't want to tell the kids like be on your best behavior. You might get a family soon. So they're just like, we're having a pizza party. And so the kids just kind of run around and play. They're seeing all the kids. Peter says he has to go to the bathroom. So he walks away. Vera is still standing with this really sweet nun. And She's just like, you know, it's really brave of you to adopt an older child. A lot of times they don't get adopted, blah, blah, blah. Peter goes upstairs and he hears this like faint singing. 
And so he kind of is like looking around and he sees this little girl painting in a room all by herself. And the paintings are like really good, Mm -hmm. like still kids paintings. But one of those things where it's like, we need to put you into a school for gifted children because these paintings are fucking legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he meets Esther and she's so fucking cute. And Mm -hmm. she's like nine, Mm -hmm. probably. She is nine. Why did I say nine? I think I said nine because they tell me she's nine. Yeah. I think she's nine. And I know exactly what nine looks like. Right. So perfect. Um, I've got it. Willow. Willow's nine. Uh, so that's just complicated it in my brain. I was like, d- that's not what I was thinking. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know, what did you just spill now? Nothing. I didn't. Oh, okay. I just had to take this out of like many cu- cup, cup ways. Yep. The cup, the, cup village. T- the cup village. You had to make an extraction from the cup village. I get it. So Vera's downstairs talking to the nun and they decide to go look for Peter and they go upstairs and Peter and Vera having this really sweet conversation with Esther and about her paintings and all that kind of stuff. And the nun is just kind of watching and Vera's like, why didn't you want to go to the party? And she's like, I mean, I like painting and nobody's ever interested in me. So Oh, and it's like really sweet. And she's got a little bit of a Russian accent. Cut to the nun in the in her like office. And she's telling them about Esther's file. She's like she's from Russia. And her English is remarkably good. So clearly she was living with like an English speaking family before this. The family that brought her to America tragically died in a house fire. And Esther was like barely saved from it. And she's like, you know, she's a really sweet girl. She's incredibly articulate, very smart. Um, You know, she's like, she's a bit of a princess, though. She has these ribbons that she wears around her neck and wrist all the time. She puts them on every morning. And if you try to get them off, she she gets very upset. She's, you know, she and she always dresses in like her little pinafores and and sweet little dresses. She's a little bit of a princess. Mm -hmm. And the nun is like, you know, you seem to really make a connection with her. And she hasn't really experienced that before because she's, you know, older. They decide to adopt her. Cut to three weeks later when, like, they're actually picking her up and they're driving her home. And it's really cute because, like, she's in the back and she's, like, moving her hands. And we realize that, like, she's trying to learn her (laughs) brother and sister's name in ASL. Yeah. Ah, cute. Really cute. And they pull up to the house and... (laughs) And Esther is basically the nine-year-old version of, damn, like it's a really nice house. And she's like, holy shit. So at that point, Max comes out and is immediately excited, like runs up and hugs her and is just like so excited. And this is actually where we learn that Max can like read, she can hear enough that she can read lips. Uh, the grandma is there as well. And the grandma is is Peter's mom. And she just comments on like, you know, she's she's super polite. She like seems like such a sweet girl. Daniel thinks she's weird. Daniel's not into it. Esther is really excited about seeing the piano. And she's like, oh, my God, you have a piano. And she's so excited. And Vera's like, I can teach you how to play. And she's like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Then she goes into her room and like her room is dope. It's awesome. It's huge. It's got this like beautiful aquarium in it with like a blue light so it's like her nightlight is like this really cool like blue light aquarium I was like may I may I have one 
so now she's opening gifts and I guess it's like, you know, probably like her gotcha day gifts and she gets a book uh, of ASL language so she can learn how to talk to her sister and she gets a really pretty easel and some paints. Actually, it was just a normal easel. I don't know why I said it was a pretty easel. <laughs> just a pretty, pretty standard easel. <laughs> Decorative, <laughs> just, beautiful easel. Just a standard series of three sticks nailed together. <laughs> uh, Daniel is playing Guitar Hero with his friend. And he keeps trying to like get Peter's attention to be like, Dad, look, I'm really good. And Peter's just like, yeah, that's cool, buddy. And like not coming over. So Daniel's uh-huh. bummed out. So then he tells his friend, because he's like playing with a friend, mm-hmm. and he's like, let's get out of here. Let's go to the treehouse. And so he goes outside, and they've got this like bomb-ass treehouse. Like, I'm like, I'll live in that fucking treehouse. <laughs> in the treehouse, it's like Daniel and like two friends, I think, and they pull out a Playboy. Oh, shit. And they're like, page 34 will change your life. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what. 12 year old boys would see on page 34 that would be like life changing boobs wait is it boobs because there's boobs on every page boobs it's just boobs pick a boobs pick a boobs uh i feel like it's probably got like a some labia in there as well <laughs> that would be like life changing for a 12 year old you know what i'm saying a mon's major a, mon- what you call a mon's, <laughs> pubis. mons pubis yeah mon's pubis um okay so they're up in the in the treehouse having their lives changed. Now we're in the kitchen with Grandma and Vera. And oh, Kim's falling asleep. <laughs> wakey, wakey. <laughs> wakey, wakey. <laughs> they're in the kitchen? Yep. Okay. Wakey, wakeys. So. <laughs> so, okay. They're in the kitchen. Just sleep would feel so good. Right I now, know, so baby, but I have to tell you this movie. Okay. All right. So she's in the kitchen. There is a little pond, lake, or something that's completely frozen over. And Esther and Max are playing outside, like near the lake. And Grandma says, How is she? And Vera says, I mean, she seems to be doing great. And grandma's like, I meant Maxine. She's playing by the pond like nothing happened. I guess she doesn't remember. Oh, no. And Vera's like, nope, she's fine. And grandma's like, so what are you going to do now? And Vera's like, I don't know. I'm probably going to go back to teaching. And her grandma and grandma kind of gives her a look. And she's like, I mean, not at Yale, but from home. And we kind of get the sense that like she wasn't fired from her teaching job but she may have left under duress Mm -hmm. if you will and the grandma gives her a little bit of shade about not about drinking and says like an AA term to her and Vera is like um that's an AA term I never needed AA I just quit drinking and the mom's like okay (laughs) like just being shade balls cut to cut to storm Cut to storm. Storm. Cut to storm. Oh, cut to storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nighttime. There's a storm. Got it. Vera and P- Peter's asleep in bed, and Vera hasn't gone to sleep yet, and she comes in and crawls under the covers from his feet to give him a wakey-wakey blowjob. Mm. Esther, then we see in her room, like wakes up from a strike of lightning. 
cut to Esther standing over Max's bed. And we're like, okay. hi, hi. Cut to knock on Peter and Vera's door as they're fucking. And they're like, come in, one second, come in. And Max and Esther are there. And they're like, we're scared of the lightning. Can oh, we God. sleep in here? And they both jump in the bed. And Esther says, I want to sleep next to daddy. Ooh. And they're like, of course. And they're like, just kind of giggling. Like to them, they're like, this is great. Like, I yeah. love that. I mean, yeah. I was trying to fuck, but it's yeah. fine. Next day, the kids are getting ready for school. They're about to walk out the door. Esther comes down the stairs and she's in like the type of play clothes I wore. White tights, black patent leather shoes, pinafore dress and like a bow in her hair like looking not like kids in 2009 were dressing and so uh max kind of snickers daniel looks like mad about it because he's just like you're gonna embarrass me is kind Mm -hmm. of his whole thing and she's uh she's dressed in her little dress and vera tries to be like I love I love your dress. It's so pretty. I I I don't know if that's like appropriate for school, like for playing. And she's like, I thought you said it was okay to be different. Mm-hmm. And Vera's like, I I did. You're right. You're right. Cut to school. She's being introduced in her classroom. And actually, I'm gonna take that back. I think maybe. I think maybe Daniel is nine as well, like nine or 10, because they're in the, I think they're in the same class. Oh. So I think they're like nine or 10. I I kind of just realized that. So he just seemed a little older. He seemed like a little bit uh, more of a dick. And I associate that not happening until you're about to be a teenager, but maybe he's just, he's a a early bloomer. He's, (laughs) He's a dick early. So it's just an early dick. He's an early dick. So she goes in and all the kids are staring at her and Daniel's super embarrassed. And then some little fucking bitch is like little Bo Peep texted. She wants her outfit back. And no mean girl. And all of the kids laugh. Home after school, Esther, uh, is pulling Max around on the frozen pond, like on a sled. Vera is looking out the window doing dishes and loses her mind. Like she runs out and she's like, Max, you know you're not supposed to be on that lake. Like freaks the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Cut to Daniel's also playing, but he's like kind of out in the woods. It's Mm -hmm. basically like their backyard is just the wilderness, but not like dense forests, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, fun trees and ponds and things he's playing with paintball shooter paintball gun paintball gun okay (laughs) what's the thing that shoots paintballs (laughs) and a pigeon lands on one of the bottles that he's shooting and he fucking (gasps) no aims for the pigeon and i'm like what the fuck daniel like daniel are you kidding me he aims shoots the pigeon and it falls to the ground then daniel is like upset which i was confused by because i'm expecting him to be like curious because i'm like what fucking kid shoots a bird and then is like what happened Mm. turns out he didn't realize that the 
paint was going to hurt the bird, which I'm like, you're an idiot. Have you ever been hit by a fucking paintball? <laughs> it hurts really fucking bad. Um, and so like he, re- he felt bad. Like he was like, I thought I was just going to like turn the bird yellow. I right, didn't realize. Right, right, right. So he's really upset. Esther and Max come over and they see the bird and it's kind of like twitching. Like clearly it's, mm-hmm. you know, suffering. And Esther picks up a rock <gasps> and says, put it out of its misery it's your responsibility and daniel's like i can't do that and he's like crying and max is silent so esther's like okay and she takes the rock and she smashes the bird like curse splat the bird and then she looks at daniel and says it's all right it's in heaven now okay but then has this like teeny tiny little smirk and daniel's distraught and he's like what's wrong with you and he runs off and i'm like what's wrong with you daniel you don't know that a paintball is gonna kill a teeny tiny little innocent bird you piece of shit i mean he does now he's a little kid ketrin i just would never (sighs) so mad at him i'm so mad at him he's a little kid (sighs) so bedtime vera's getting esther ready for bed Esther goes into her bathroom. She's got her own bathroom. And Vera hears her lock the door. And Vera's like, Esther, we don't, mm -mm, we don't lock doors in this house. And Esther is like, oh, I just, um, I'm sorry. I I just want privacy. Is it okay if I sing to you? That's what I used to do to let the nuns know I was all right. I guess she just likes to lock the bathroom when she's in Mm -hmm. there. And so she's like, I'll sing to let you know that I'm okay. And Vera's like, okay, but just this once, we're going to have to have a talk about that because we don't lock doors in here. So as Esther is in the bathroom singing, Vera is looking at the painting on her easel and it's this like beautiful beginnings of like a gothic building. Uh, And it's just kind of the outline of it. So it's like a black outline of a gothic building painted brown like the beginnings of it but it's like really good for like a kid her age and so she's looking at it and then Vera starts to like put clothes away in Esther's drawer and she realizes she can't close the top drawer so she kind of looks back at the bathroom to see if Esther's still in there it looks like she is and she pulls the whole drawer out and reaches back there and there's a book hidden back there it appears to be a bible So she opens it and there's like a picture inside of like a man Mm -hmm. and then she kind of hears something. So she like quickly puts it back and, you know, doesn't want to invade her privacy. And then we see that Esther had actually been watching her from behind the wall. So like Esther had been like singing, Mm -hmm. but actually hiding in like her closet area. So Mm -hmm. she saw her do it. Cut to school. Daniel's friends are making fun of her and Daniel is not standing up for her because he's just super embarrassed. Like her friend, his friends keep being like, you know, what's your retard sister doing? Mm. So sad. And Daniel's friends end up throwing her books on the ground. Like, you know, knock Mm -hmm. her books out. Daniel does nothing. Shitty Bo Peep comes up and like picks up her Bible And she's like, is this your Bible? And then like, it's like, Jesus freak, Jesus freak. And Esther tries to grab it back and they're like struggling and it like kind of fall rips out of her hand and like pages of it just go flying Mm. everywhere. Mm. 
So Esther rushes to like pick up all the pages and shitty Bo Peep comes up behind her and like goes to touch like her ribbon that she wears around her neck. And she's like, is this your collar doggy? And she goes to touch it and Esther just starts screaming, like screaming and flailing her arms in the middle of the hallway, like full blown, crazy, insane temper tantrum. Cut to home learning the piano. And Vera tries to talk to Esther about the incident that happened at school. And Esther doesn't want to talk about it. And so she's like, you know, I thought we could maybe make a scrapbook to commemorate you being here and your new family. And look, I started it for you. And it's like a notebook and it's got like a picture of all of them on her gotcha day. And it's got a picture of Max and blah, blah, blah. And Esther smiles and like she just she thinks it's really sweet. Then Esther says, who's Jessica? And Vera is like, okay, I'll show you who Jessica is. So she takes her into the greenhouse and it's this beautiful greenhouse. And in the very center of the greenhouse is this beautiful white rose bush that's growing and it's got a plaque in front of it. Uh, commemorating their stillborn. And she says, Jessica's ashes were sprinkled here. And so as long as this plant blooms, Jessica is alive and with us. Mm. And Esther like starts crying and is, you know, just thinks it's really sweet. Cut to nighttime. Kids are asleep. Peter and Vera are in the kitchen and they're getting frisky oh. and it's like really cute frisky of like people that have been married where it's just like it was a very fun little scene because like they're definitely getting like hot and heavy and he like bends her over like the counter and they're like boning but then like she lifts her head up and accidentally like headbutts him so he's like ow and she's like sorry and then they're like laughing as they're boning it's really cute, cute. and then they kind of turn and Esther's watching oh god oh no yeah and they're like oh fuck because it's like different than just getting caught they're like now we have to like explain (sighs) what we were doing and I don't want to do this (laughs) so the next day Vera marches into Esther's room and she's like we gotta talk about last night and she's like kids aren't supposed to see that when a mommy and daddy love each other very much they want to express it (laughs) And Esther turns, she's painting, and Esther turns and she goes, I know, they fuck. Oh, shit. And she then said turns, they fuck? Yes. Wow. And then turns back around to paint. And Vera is just like, um, yeah. bu- So now she's cutting to uh, her telling Peter what happened. And she's like, she just said it like no big fucking deal. Like, she knew exactly what it meant. And like, I don't know what to do about that. She's like, who knows who her parents were before this? Who knows if they were like, you know, past the fucking potatoes or whatever. And she's like, I think we need to take her to the shrink. And Peter's like, it's like, let's not make a big deal about her saying like one bad Mm -hmm. word and like make it a whole thing before we, you know, this was just one incident. We don't want to like freak her out, you know? And so Vera's like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll just fucking spend some time with her then. And Peter's like, all right, bitch. And they like laugh. (laughs) It was cute. And I was like, I agree. Like if that's the only thing, you know, you can have a conversation with her, but 
you don't actually know what she's experienced. Cut to playground. Uh, not a school playground as I originally thought. Peter has taken Max and Esther to a playground. Very snowy. This whole movie is snowy. Just snow. Always snow. Esther's on the swing and she's watching Shitty Bo Peep, who's there mm. as well. And Shitty Bo Peep feels that Esther is watching her and is just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why do you keep staring at me? Then a woman comes up to Peter and starts flirting with him. <gasps> Asks him if he can come over at some point. Um, I just have this chair that I need to move upstairs. I mean, I've got a chair for Peter Skarsgård to move to, I personally. also but, um... have a chair for Peter Skarsgård to... Skarsgård, that's Skarsgård. Yeah. We've already had this conversation. It's too confusing. It's too confusing. They need... The Skarsgård and Skarsgård family need to, to get, get together. together and be like, I'm me, you're you. Yeah, and just Peter be like, we. I'll be Skarsgård. I think Peter gets to be Skarsgård. He, he was on the scene earlier yes and then the scars guard family is gonna have to be smith oh you want them to change their name well they, i mean peter got there first is all okay. i'm saying all right that's fine you know it's only fair so yeah. peter can do whatever he wants literally whatever he wants like he can move what he can rearrange any furniture i have he can you know rearrange my furniture and my mom's pubis yep. <laughs> okay. i have a mom's pubis that i need you to rearrange really need to move to another room so Peter is definitely um, blushing, but uncomfortable and mm-hmm. awkward, but smiling. But then he does exactly the right thing because he's like, oh, sure. Just give us a call. Kate and I will come over and move it. Good job, Vera. While this is all happening, Esther's on the swing and she's staring daggers at the woman who's flirting with Peter. Then the Bo Peep kid is looking back at Esther and we're just having the staring contest. Then Bo Peep kid turns away, looks back at the swing. Esther's not on the swing anymore. So shitty Bo Peep is like climbing the ladder into like a, you know, playground castle kind of thing. And she just seems nervous. Like she's walking very gingerly, kind of looking around and like kids keep popping out and startling her. But she's just like, Mm -hmm. what is my problem? Like she's just, feeling a little weird and it turns out she was trying to make it to the slide and it's this long like frozen fucking slide and she's standing at the top of the slide when all of a sudden pushed and she fucking falls off the side hits her leg and we like see her leg like split like it was just like right angle of my shin Uh. max sees the whole thing Uh oh and esther just kind of ducks behind a window window because it's like you know yeah the little castle window (laughs) so they're at dinner and vera says to esther brenda's father says you pushed her brenda i guess is little bo peep Mm -hmm. kid and esther's like no she slipped vera asks max what happened and max signs she slipped and daniel is now being like a real straight up crack bag kid like he sucks right now a crack and bag kid crack ba- crap bag <laughs> he's a real crack he's bag. a crack cracky he's crap bag. yeah he's a cracky crap bag he's being a real crap bag kid and 
he's just annoyed at everything Esther says or does. He's annoyed at the way she's cutting her steak. And Daniel's annoyed at everything she does. Max is signing something to Daniel. And Daniel's like, what is she saying? And Esther's like, she wants you to pass the bread and butter. And that's what sets Daniel off because he's like, now she knows how to talk to my sister better than I do. Like he Mm -hmm. just, it sets him off. And Daniel's like, you fucking eat wrong. And she's like, you know, she's like, go back to Transylvania where you came from. Go back to the retard camp in Transylvania, Transylvania where you came from. Like just being a real crap bag. And Esther's like, Transylvania is not a country. It's part of Romania. And you're an idiot. Like she just (laughs) schools him. And Daniel's like, my friends make fun of her, make fun of me because of her. Send her back to retard camp. She's not my fucking sister and says fucking sister and Mm. then leaves the table. And Peter just and I was like, this must be what parenting's like, because Peter and Vera just kind of look at each other. And Peter just goes, I'll take this one. (laughs) (laughs) So he leaves. Cut to Peter putting a padlock on the trap door of the treehouse. Oh, so they can't get into trouble. it. Yeah. And he walks past Daniel sitting on a log and he's just like, you'll get the key back when you say you're sorry. And walks back into the house. Cut to the grocery store. Uh, Vera is there with Esther and Max and the nun calls and she's like, how's Esther doing? And she's like, oh, she's right here. She's doing great. Do you want to talk to her? And Esther is like, no. And mm-hmm. Vera is like, oh, Uh, sorry I don't know she's being shy and the nun is like uh oh that's okay you know it's a big transition for her it's no big deal and she's like just a reminder that we need you to send her dental records for her files as soon as you get them from the orphanage and Vera is like oh yeah yeah, yeah, I'll do that so Esther enlists at this point Vera has kind of walked away like they're standing by the Mm -hmm. produce Vera's walked away a little bit Esther enlists Max to read Vera's lips. Mm. And she's like, tell me what she's talking about. And Max says, uh, she's talking about you. And she's talking about how you may have pushed a girl down the slide. And the nun seems concerned on the other end. Cut to home. Vera walks in. And she hears someone playing Tchaikovsky on the piano. She walks over to the piano Esther is fucking playing it. Oh. And Vera's like, you told me you didn't know how to play. Mm -hmm. And Esther says, no, I didn't. You offered to teach me and I accepted. Mm. I thought it would be fun for you. Your son doesn't care and your daughter can't hear. Mm. So Vera was like, you're not wrong. This is very creepy. (laughs) cut to the bedroom and vera is getting weird about shit she feels weird about esther and peter is defending esther he's like she's nine and we have no idea what her fucking life was and you're being irrational she just was trying to connect with you so she didn't want to say that she already knew how to play piano blah 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 then vera says you know esther told me you were hitting on that lady at the playground Oh, shit. And Peter's like, uh, I wasn't. And she's like, well, I mean, why would I believe you? And he's like, it was 10 fucking years ago. And Vera's like, it was 10 years ago, but you only told me two years ago. 
and he reminds her like there he's clearly super defensive because then he reminds her he's like I'm not the one who endangered our children because I drank too much so if I can forgive you for that you can forgive me for something that happened a decade ago so the foundation is crumbling if you will uh we see that Esther can hear them from her room where she's standing at her easel painting and smiling 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 creeps creeps Daniel's playing guitar hero downstairs Max is drawing and we hear the doorbell Esther goes to get it it's the nun hi nun hi she decides to go have a conversation with Peter and Vera so they're sitting in the living room and the nun says I I need to talk to you about Esther. Uh-oh. I didn't think it was anything. Uh-oh. Until you told me about her pushing the little girl off the slide. And now some things are falling into place for me that I want to talk mm. to you about. Mm. She says, something is wrong with Esther. She was always around when shit went down, basically. Like, anytime something bad happened... Esther was always there. Okay. I don't have any other information than that other than I feel like I needed to come here and and tell you about it. At her old school, a boy was accidentally stabbed through the jaw with scissors. And he, you know, was running and fell. I'm sorry. Accidentally stabbed through through the jaw jaw with scissors. Yeah. I mean, this is why they tell you not to run with scissors. It's true. So he just fell jaw first onto a pair of scissors. Owies. But weirdly enough, Esther was there. Mm-hmm. And I also looked into the fire that killed her American family. Uh-huh. It was ruled arson. That's all I'm going to say. Seems like much. you could have told us these things before we adopted her. What it sounds like is she didn't. It was always coincidences. Right, 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 right. And now and she didn't look into the fire until right. because when when a yeah, little yeah. kid comes to your orphanage, it's just like it's so sad. Her of course. whole family. Yeah, is yeah. Burned. Like, why would you ever think that? Yeah. Question one. Okay. What do you do? And what does Vera or Peter do? Um, they are concerned. But they're going to keep her. Okay. I'm going to send her back. <laughs> How are you going to do that, though? I'm going to Because you've adopted like... her. You are her legal guardian. Oh, fuck. I mean, I don't actually know how adoption works. I don't know if there's like a 30-day return <laughs> or something. I'm not sure. You're a horrible person. I know. Um, I'm going to pull out my receipt. Okay. And be like, "Uh, hello, sir. I'd like a return, please. Okay. Um, Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Fucking uh, be like, none. You didn't give us all the information. Okay. And she needs to go back. She's a lemon. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She's She's a a person. I mean, she. Oh, God. She's a lemon person. <laughs> All right. So you think they keep her. For sure. And you, you're you sending the lemon back to the dealership. I am. Great. 
Um, I don't trust no creepy crap bag kids. Yep. I don't trust no creepy crap bag kids. I'm going to. Okay. That's one and a half. Okay. They do keep her. But Vera does something else, which we'll learn in one second. Mm -hmm. So as this conversation with the nun is happening, we see that Esther's been listening at the top of the stairs the whole time. She's always listening. She's a fucking creepy crap bag. She's kind of. Never mind. I'll I'll keep that to myself. So <laughs> now I desperately want to know. Yeah. So Esther then goes into Max's room and signs to Max, I need you to help me. There's a mean lady here who wants to take me away. And Max, mm-hmm. who loves her new big sister, yeah. is like, sure. So back downstairs with the nun, the nun says, I, I want to look into the orphanage that she came from. I just want to get a little bit more information from the orphanage she came from in Russia. Cut to Esther and Max in the tool shed. Esther picks up a hammer and Max holds keys up to Esther. Clearly being like, I found the thing you were looking for. So Esther takes the keys, tries a bunch of them in a safe that's in there. She finds it. Mm. She opens the safe. Mm-hmm. And there's a gun in there mm-hmm. with bullets. She takes all the bullets out except for one and fucking like spins it Russian roulette style. Closes it back up. Holds it right to Max's <gasps> head. No! And says, do you want to play? No, I don't, you creepy crap bag. Right. And now at this point, Max is like, if I could talk, I would call you a creepy crap bag. <laughs> yes. But Max How is just like. How do I sign creepy crap bag? Yeah. But Max is just like, you know, she's five to ten. Yeah. So she's just like tears in her eyes and just like oh, shakes her head. Maybe. So now we hear that the nun is leaving. The nun's gotten into her car. And. Max and Esther are now hiding on the other end of a bridge that the nun has to cross uh, to get like it's as if it's Mm -hmm. like one of those really long driveways that's Mm -hmm. basically a road and she's hiding at the they're hiding kind of behind like a pillar at the other end of the bridge and Esther says to Max we'll scare her so much she never comes back. Then we cut to the nun lighting a cigarette in the car. And so she's kind of distracted for a second. As the car is right about to pass the pillar, Esther pushes Max into the road. (gasps) And Max is like, no. And the nun sees her, swerves into ice and like crashes her car into like a bridge, into like a snow embankment. The nun gets out and goes to Max, who's like sobbing in the middle of the road and she's like are you like are you okay like where did you come from esther comes up behind her and hits her with the hammer oh my god max is crying esther signs to her stop crying help me get her off the road as they're pulling her off the road (laughs) jesus christ a car is coming so they so esther kind of like kicks the nun 
down a hill, like down a snow embankment. At the bottom of the hill, the nun wakes up and starts like army crawling, like moaning, trying to get away. Uh Esther hits her with a hammer over and over and over and over again. Poor little Max is just standing there like, I don't want to play this game anymore. And Esther says, help me hide her. Oh, my God. Cut to the treehouse. Esther is hiding the hammer and something else under, like, a little cubby hole where they hide all their Playboys. Uh-huh. Max is there just, like, hugging her knees, so scared. And Max signs to her, you tricked me. And Esther says, that doesn't matter. They'll send you to jail just for helping me. I had to do it or she'll tell on me. And she says, you're not going to tell, are you? Don't worry. You're my little sister. I love you. I won't let anything happen to you. And then hugs and kisses her. Creepy crap bag. Kim. What? As Max. Yes. What do you do and what does Max do? I'm going to tell my fucking parents. Okay. This bitch just killed someone. Okay. And what does she do? Uh, fuck. I think that she keeps the secret and is because she's scared that she's going to get in trouble, basically. That's one and a half points. Mm-hmm. You'll learn why it's a half point. You're partly right. She does keep the secret, but she also does something that we find out later. So. Daniel has been hiding in the woods by the treehouse, not by where the nun was. And he's hiding behind a rock and he sees Esther and Max coming out of the treehouse and he's hiding behind a rock and he ducks down real quick because Esther looks and sees him and he ducks down and he's like, did she see me? She walks away. At this point, you're Daniel. What do you do and what does he do? I think he goes up into the treehouse to try to, I don't know, snoop around and Mm -hmm. see what they were doing up there. And what do you do? I, I take a nap. (laughs) Wakey, wakey. I, um, let's see. What do I do? I, um. I guess it's important to remind you that you're like nine or ten. Right. I guess I follow her I'm gonna follow them and just keep seeing what they're doing I'm gonna give you no points great we cut to Daniel in bed asleep nighttime he wakes up to a box cutter being held to his throat Jesus fucking Christ and Esther standing over his bed and she says what did you see who did you tell And Daniel's like, I didn't see shit and I didn't tell nobody. I'm fucking terrified. And she's like, you tell anyone. I'll cut your hairless little prick off before you even know what it's for. Oh, my God. And then she looks down and says, you pissed yourself. Shit. Daniel doesn't say anything. He's just laying in bed crying. 
understandably so. <laughs> Can you imagine being this little actress girl? Uh, no. And I, I have so many things to talk about afterwards. <laughs> Can't wait. So now we cut to the doctor's office. Oh, because when the nun was there, Vera did get Peter to like agree to at least take her to the shrink. Okay. So now they're at the doctor's office and Esther's coming out of the doctor's office with Dr. Alice. And she's like, it was so nice to meet you, Alice. I hope we can be friends. So now Esther is sitting in the waiting room and Peter and Vera go in. And basically Dr. Alice is like, there's nothing wrong with her. Honestly, it's you, Vera. And she's like, she's had like a lot of difficult transitions in her life. Like basically everything that's happening to her, she's highly functional for everything she's been through. But she says that she's trying to bond with you and all she feels is tension. And Alice is like, perhaps you feel inadequate as a mother due to your drinking and what happened to Max. And she's picking up on that. Peter is not defending her. Peter's just sitting on the other end of the couch like, sounds about right. And the doc is telling Vera, you know, she just needs to be patient and be understanding. As the doctor is telling her this, we're intersplicing this with seeing Esther in a bathroom stall, sitting on the floor going, she didn't see, she didn't see. She doesn't know. And then having a full-blown flailing temper tantrum, like kicking shit, like kicking the toilet paper off the wall, like breaking the toilet, like banging on the walls, kicking shit, like losing her mind. As the doctor is like, you just need to be patient Mm -hmm. and you're a bad mom. Now they're home. Esther kind of like goes inside first, clearly feeling uncomfortable and whatever. Peter and Vera are not doing well. And Vera felt super unsupported. And Peter's like, I mean, she didn't say anything to me that didn't make sense. At that point, Vera's phone rings. And it's another nun from the orphanage being like, I just want to make sure that sister so-and-so made it to your appointment. Mm -hmm. And Vera's like, yeah, she left. You know, yeah. (laughs) She's like, because she hasn't been back in two days. Mm. Cut to the bridge cops find her body down the bridge down the snow embankment frozen and covered over cops are now at vera and peter's house and vera's uh peter's like i just don't understand who would do this like i can't believe we were the last place she was blah 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 and vera just looks upstairs Hmm. in esther's room esther is standing in front of her painting and the light is off, but all we see is the um, the aquarium that I told you about with that black light mm-hmm. in there. Is it a black light where it like makes things glow in mm-hmm. the dark? Yeah. yeah. She's turning the black light on and off, just clicking it on and off while we see that she's looking at her painting. Camera pans around to her painting. When the black light is off, it's the building. When the black light is on we see that it's like demons and dead bodies Mm -hmm. hanging from the window and skull faces and like people fucking and like crazy shit, but you can't see it unless you shine a black light on it. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. 
I kind of like want it like mm-hmm. yeah. that painting. Uh, and so it's like really creepy shit. Uh, so Kim, at this point, what do you do and what does Vera do? Now, she didn't see the painting. That was just a scene right. that was happening. Right. All she knows is that the nun is dead and shit's getting weird. I am going to pack up Esther and put her in my car uh-huh. and drive her back to the <laughs> orphanage. I going to say put her in my suitcase. <laughs> put her in my pocket. Yep. And bring her back to there and say, good day, ma'am. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Yeah. I'll be on my way. She is. She's concerned. Mm-hmm. I can tell she's concerned. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I don't know if this influences us, but Peter is not supportive. On board. Right. Peter. I mean, I, I don't blame Peter in that he's like, she's nine. Like we don't actually know anything about her. We don't know what she's been through. And you're suspecting a nine-year-old of brutally murdering a nun. Um, I mean, I was going to say that she just talks to her about it because she seems to be like, we need to talk about this kind of thing. Right. Just be like, oh, did you see her or anything like that? But now I feel like she just does nothing. Like she's just like, okay, let's uh, just... Keep an eye on her and uh, hope we all stay alive. (laughs) Yeah. One point for you. I think at this point, who cares about the return policy? Just take that lemon back. (laughs) Goodbye. See ya. If we're trying to stay alive, we can't be worrying about. No. I I don't want no lemonade. No. You take it away. So Vera, cut to Vera. At her computer, Googling creepy crap bag kids. Like, she's just like, what if my kid is a creepy crap bag? Uh, And she shows, later on, she shows the results to Peter. And there was a term for it. I can't remember what it was. It was like, you know. Psychopath? Something (laughs) like that, yeah. But it was like, look, Peter, this this is what I'm talking about. They're incredibly charming. Mm -hmm. They can't keep friends. They're manipulative. Mm -hmm. And Peter's like... You need to keep seeing your doctor. Mm. As this is happening, they turn around because the refrigerator slams. Esther was getting herself a glass of milk. Of course she was. Creepy crap bags always drink milk. I love their milk. And she's just watching them and Mm. walks back upstairs. Mm. (laughs) And so Vera and Peter are like, did she hear us like they they, it's a 50 50 chance as to whether or not yeah she actually heard them vera convinces him to just learn more let's just do a little bit more research okay let's just do our due diligence she says i'm gonna call the orphanage that she came from and that's why i didn't give you a point because she's like the nun was supposed to talk to the orphanage right she's makes sense Dead as a doornail. Let's call the orphanage. So as somebody is making dinner, I or she's making dinner, she's on the phone with the orphanage that uh, she has paperwork from Esther having come from there. And the orphanage is like, we don't have any record of her being here. 
Hmm. And she's like, how could you not have a record of her being there? Cut to the dinner table. They're all eating dinner and Vera is just kind of like suspiciously staring at Esther. Cut to icy times outside. It's the morning and Esther is in bed. Peter's coming in to wake her up. And he's like, Esther, time to get up. And she's not moving. Esther, time to get up. And I'm like, are there just fucking pillows under that blanket right now? Is she not in there? And so Peter walks over slowly and like touches the she jumps up. <laughs> and she's like, just kidding. And then she's like, I don't want to go to the dentist. And Peter's like, are you scared? And she's like, yes. And he's like, what does he say? What does he say? And what do you say? She doesn't want to go to the dentist. Um, he says, I say, sorry, bitch, you're a lemon and I got to get your teeth checked. <laughs> Let's go, lemon. <laughs> um, and he's like, what does he say? He says, uh, I'm going to say, fuck. I guess he says, uh, I think he says that it's, it's going to, I think he says, <laughs> he'll get face. <laughs> I think he says that it, it's going to, it's, uh, the dentist oh. isn't scary okay. and, and still has her go. One point for you. God damn it. Peter's a fucking idiot. And he's like, all right, we can skip today. He says to not go. going to reschedule. Oh, because I was like, he's still a parent. You still need to go to the dentist. He, I guess he says they're going to reschedule. Oh, like, fuck. yeah. God damn it. And so Peter lets her skip and says, we can skip if you come downstairs and draw with me. Mm. And because I guess for Peter, like he's like responding to trauma. Like he's like. This is really traumatic. For, I don't disagree. I'm just like, yeah. But it's a creepy crap bag. Like, please, I, please know that this is a creepy crap bag. Yeah. Vera is the one driving the other kids to school. Esther, I guess, was staying home because she had a de- dentist appointment. Oh. Daniel and Max still have to go to school. So right. it was like, Peter, you take Esther to the dentist. Right. I'll take the kids to school. So before she drops them off, Vera's like, to Max and Daniel, how's it going with Esther? And both kids are like, good, fine, great, perfect. Bye. It's awesome. But it's good. She's perfect. We love her. Goodbye. <laughs> and Vera's just kind of like, okay. But both of the kids like uh-huh. don't, you know, she can read them. Yeah. So back at home, it's just Peter and Esther. And Peter is maybe an architect or something because he's like doing drawing. Trying. I don't know. And she's painting. And she's like, I like it being just two of us. Mom doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, no, she, no, she definitely, she loves you. You're just as much a part of this family as Daniel and Max are. And she's like, what? And he's like, why don't you do something nice for her to show her how much you love her? And Esther's like, I like that idea. (laughs) Cut to nighttime. Let me kill something and put it on her pillow. Ooh. Close. 
Vera's making dinner. Esther comes in and she's holding something behind her back. And she says, I did something nice for you. And she pulls out a bouquet of over a dozen white roses. She cut all the flowers off of Jessica's grave. Vera loses her fucking I'm losing mind. my mind right now just consider just thinking about it. Yeah. Loses her mind. Wow. Grabs Esther's arm and like shakes her and is like, "Why would you do this?" Peter's watching the whole thing. He knows that she was just like trying to do something nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Vera mm-hmm. is losing her fucking mind. And Peter like understands how traumatic this would be for Mm-hmm. Vera but it's just like it wasn't it was my fault I I told her to do something nice at this point Esther has run away upstairs cut to nighttime Vera is just sitting in front of Jessica's grave in the greenhouse mm-hmm. sobbing Esther it's even later at night night nighttime Esther is in her father's workshop she grabs a screwdriver and a rag she wraps the screwdriver in a rag and then puts it in her mouth and bites down. She then puts her arm into a vice and she turns and turns and turns and turns until snap! Ah! She breaks her own fucking arm. Jesus fucking Christ. But it's like, you know, she's yeah, biting the yeah. thing. Goes upstairs, lays back down in bed. Daddy, daddy, my arm still hurts. Peter comes in and the bone, like he can see where the bone is broken. Uh So he takes her to the hospital. Brings her back home, cuts it like he brought her back home, her arms in a cast. And he says to Vera, he's like, you broke her fucking arm. And Vera's like, noticeably shaken but she's also like I know that I didn't grab her that hard like that's impossible Mm -hmm. and Peter says you should sleep downstairs Esther says she's too afraid and wants to sleep in the bed with me oh my god (laughs) yep oh my god cut to Vera at a liquor store oh fuck she gets two bottles of wine. No, Vera. She's sitting in the kitchen and she's poured herself a glass of wine, but she didn't drink it. And then she thinks better of it and pours the glass and the bottle down the drain. Cut to the next morning, pulling up to school with all the kids. Okay, so she's got Max and Daniel's in the front seat, Max and Esther in the back. Daniel gets out and he's walking up the stairs to his school. And then all of a sudden, like all of his books fall out, like out the bottom of his bag. And so Vera gets out really quick and she's like, what the fuck happened to your bag? Like, she's like, Daniel, you dropped all your books. And she's like looking at the at the backpack and she's like, we just bought this. Then we see that Esther has gotten out of the car, gotten back into the driver's seat. She puts the car in neutral and releases the parking brake. The car, with Max still in it, starts rolling down a hill. Now, you'll need to picture this for your, like, 
for your next question. So to get to the school where where she's dropping Daniel off, she had to drive up a slight hill. At the bottom of that hill is a perpendicular road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that perpendicular road is a snow hill, mm-hmm. snow embankment or whatever. But it's a busy road. Both roads. There's cars. There's people. It's it's not a not busy road. Mm-hmm. The car is rolling backwards. What do you do and what does anyone do? Vera, Max, person on the street, you can answer as anyone. What do you do? Jesus what does anyone do? Christ. And it is, it's icy and in neutral and rolling down the street on a hill. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, I know what is done. I don't know what to, what I would do. So I'm curious. I, as Max, I'm going to get in the front seat and hit the brakes and try to try to get control of the car. Okay. I, she's still in a like a booster seat. Like hmm. she's strapped in. I'm not saying she couldn't get out of it, but she's not a full grown person. Okay. And I don't know that she would even know like I don't even know if she knew what a brake was or if she could reach it. Okay. Um I as Vera I'm going to I think I'm gonna run oh fuck. Uh is the perpendicular road like close ish? Mm, it's about a block away. She's rolling about a block. Okay. Or block and a half. I'm going to run to that road and try to stop all the traffic. Okay. For the car to kind of be able to go through there. Okay. That's what um, Vera yes. does? Okay. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you're going to do. Okay. Vera screams for help and... Um, I, my brain is mush. <laughs> and and um, people run and stop the car. I don't know other parents. I don't know. That's one and a half points. Oh, uh, Val, it, you got a half point, one point for Vera, half point for you because sure, but like you couldn't run that fast if you right. tried. Yeah. But what else are you gonna do? Just watch know. it. So half point for you. One dude actually try he is um he tries to catch it because Mm -hmm. he's further down the road Mm -hmm. so he tries to catch it but he can't he like grabs the door and can't get it but then like is hit like he can't keep up Mm -hmm. so luckily the car is rolling down barely is missed by cars driving perpendicularly and Mm -hmm. is stopped by the snow Mm -hmm. cut to the doctor's office peter and the doctor are talking to vera and they're like you're fucked up and you're drinking again and you're going to rehab. Mm. And Vera's like, I am not drinking. Oh, there was an, it was an intervention at her house. So they're not at the doctor's office. I apologize. The doctor came there Mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm not drinking. I want Esther gone. I know that she did that. There's no other explanation. Max was still strapped into her chair. Peter then pulls out the other bottle of wine Mm -hmm. that she hadn't opened and says, the girls found this. And Vera says, you mean Esther found it? 
Mm. She's like, it, and he's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, you need to go to rehab for at least a week. Esther is listening and making Max read lips at the top of the stairs mm. uh, as they're talking. And then she whispers into Max's hearing aid. Because remember, she can hear if you're like right up to her and says, I'll shoot mommy if you tell anyone. Jesus Christ. Because fucking Max saw her yeah, yeah, release yeah, the break. Yeah. Daniel then goes into Max's room as this is all happening. Max is in there now. Like she ran into her room. Mm-hmm. Daniel goes in and he's like, tell me, tell me what you know. So mom and dad can protect us. And Max says, she signs, mm-hmm. I can't tell. And this is where you got a point somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't tell. But she pulls out a bunch of pictures. She's drawn pictures of everything that's happened. Oh, wow. So she didn't tell anyone. She just drew the pictures. And Daniel's like, so the stuff is in the treehouse. She hid it in the treehouse. And Max just nods her head and she's like, I'll get this stuff from the treehouse and then they'll have to believe us. Well, Esther's listening outside the door the whole time. And I'm like, Daniel, Jesus come on. crap bag. So Vera now gets up in the middle of the night. Okay. And she starts putting her jeans on. Like she's trying to kind of sneak out. We're like, what is she doing? She sneaks into Max's room. And as she goes over to Max's bed, light flicks on. It's Esther sitting in the chair. Fucking creepy crap bag. And she says, going somewhere? And Max doesn't wake up. And Esther, and she's like talking at full voice. So like Vera looks down at Max. She doesn't wake up. And Esther is just like, she's fine. It's nothing. And I'm like, did she fucking drug her? Because they're talking at full voice right now. But she's deaf. Oh, she's deaf. That's right. (laughs) Oh, duh. She's deaf. Yeah, she didn't drug her. She's deaf. Got it. (laughs) But she's like, she's like, it's fine. It's nothing. So then Vera is like, go to your room. And Esther says, honestly, Kate, aren't we past that? Wow. And she's like, I'm not the one who passed out drunk and let Max almost drown. If it wasn't for Peter, you'd still be in jail. And she pulls out Vera's journal. Oh, shit. And starts reading from the journal. And she's like, so fetal phantom syndrome? You felt Jessica kicking even though she was dead inside your body. This creepy crap bag lemon motherfucker. Yeah. She is a fucking sour ass lemon. So then Vera is just like, you bitch. Like however you say bitch to a nine-year-old. I don't know. And Esther just stands up and is basically like, what you gonna do, bitch? (laughs) Doesn't say bitch. And then leaves. Kim. What? What are you doing? What does she do? Ah! This is like one of those hard ones where like everyone it's like when when you're like put in a mental institute or something right. and everyone thinks you're crazy yes. and you're like but I'm the one that's not crazy. Right. Yeah. It's it's infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> it's infuriating. Okay. 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 All right. What am I? Who am Maybe I? Start, I'm Vera. Know, yes. And I would say start with what you would do. I'm going to I'm going to 
Mm-hmm. I know. There's something that Vera hasn't done, and I'll tell you later, that I'm like surprised she didn't do earlier on that I think would have solved a lot of problems. Maybe too late for it now, but if I ever accidentally adopt a creepy crap bag kid, I think this is the first thing I'm going to do. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 wow. I'm going to. Do you want one of my clues that you hate? Fine. She goes to find something that she previously knows Esther has. Okay. She goes to find that Bible. Okay. And investigate this bitch. Okay. And where she came from. What do you do? Let's make some lemonade out of this bitch. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to start a new life. I know, right? Leave everything behind. Um, I, I want to take her back to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. But I'm like even nervous about doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a little bit of um, melatonin. Oh. Sleep in something. Okay. I'm going to put it in her milk. Oh, okay. I'm going to make her take a little nap. Nappy poo. While she's napping, mm-hmm. I'm going to drive her back to the orphanage. Okay. I'm going to wait till she wakes up. Uh-huh. So she's a little fucking monster again. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to give her back to the orphanage and say... We are no longer doing this. She is yours. Goodbye. That's one and a half points. I gave you a half point because, yeah, you got to get this bitch out of your house. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to need to, like, have some sort of proof that she's a creepy crap bag. So I'm surprised that she hasn't installed cameras at some Mm, point in her house. That was the thing where I was like, I would have done that probably back at the possibly pushing a kid off the slide point. Yeah. That's a good idea. What does she do? She goes into Esther's room and she gets the Bible. Uh, Meanwhile, when she's, so she snuck into Esther's room to get the Bible. Meanwhile, Daniel has gotten a crowbar and is sneaking into the tree house to pry open the lock. Mm -hmm. Vera finds the journal Bible stuffed into a stuffed animal so it's no longer in the drawer where she kept it because esther Mm. knows that she found it there so she stuffed it into a stuffed animal she opens it up and the bible has pictures in it Mm -hmm. of a bunch of dads dad age people dad type people along with and then on the back she turns it over and it's a bible from the sarn institute So she decides to call the Sarn Institute and she's like, I'm looking for information about an orphan that came from your orphanage, uh, you know, this many years ago. Mm -hmm. The person that picks up doesn't speak English. So she's now trying to be like, is there anyone who speaks English? The grandmother is watching from the couch this whole time. I guess the the, Peter probably had the grandmother like, can you be home when Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. Vera's home? Because what the fuck? Interspliced Daniel going to the treehouse. 
back to uh, the Russian speaking uh, person who doesn't speak English has brought an English speaking orderly to the phone. And she's like, great. Can you tell me what records you have on an orphan that left your orphanage? Her name is blah, 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 blah. And the English speaking orderly is like, we don't have anyone like that that came from here. She's like, that's, that's impossible. Like I have, she has a Bible from, from your orphanage. And he goes, well, we're not an orphanage, ma'am. We're a mental institution. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? Back to the treehouse, Daniel finds the cubby. Esther's right mm-hmm. there. She then opens up a bag of stuff and dumps it on the ground and is like, looking for this? And it's like the cloth, like it's like a bloody clothes, bloody cloth, the hammer, all that stuff. And she drops it all on the floor. And then she takes out a bottle of kerosene and just starts spraying it. And as she's spraying it, she's saying, you know, it won't just be me that they take away. They will take your sister too. She was there. She said nothing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we need to just get rid of all of it. And so... She fucking lights a match. The shit goes up like kindling. And Esther just sneaks down the hatch. And between the hatch and Daniel is a blazing fucking fire. Like he's truly fucked. Esther is now down on the ground just watching the treehouse up in flames. Back to Vera talking to the institution. And they're like, we're in Estonia, ma'am. We're not in Russia. And she's like, no way. All of her shit is from Russia. The treehouse is up in flames. Daniel's trying to climb out of it. Esther is just watching him. He falls to the ground unconscious. Hmm. Esther picks up a giant rock. Oh, my God. Walks over to Daniel and <gasps> says, don't worry. You go to heaven. Push to the ground. Max was there the whole time pushes Esther to the ground. Max! Just as this is all happening, Vera sees the treehouse up in flames, puts down the phone, runs outside, and um, it just cuts to Daniel in a coma at the hospital. Peter and Vera, Peter still doesn't believe her. And she's like, you know what? Fine. I will leave. I'll leave. It's fine. But she has to leave too. Because I will literally do anything to keep my children safe. Cut to Max is sitting on grandma's lap next to Esther. And Esther says to grandma, may I have a dollar to get the soda? And grandma looks at her and says, your mom wants you to stay right here. So here's a dollar. Because mm-hmm. she thinks Vera's full of mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Kim, as Max, what do you do and what does Max do? wake up i'm going to (laughs) um uh, we're in the creepy crap bag home stretch bitch gonna tell i guess i fucking hey dude i gotta tell people yeah. I'm going to tell everyone, honestly. Okay. What does little Maxine do? Does she tell grandma? Question mark. 
One point. Point for you. Yeah. Tell anybody. Uh, uh, tell everyone. Screaming from the hills. Max does something close. Uh, she follows Esther. Uh, she goes to the soda machine. Esther's not at the soda machine. So she looks around and goes to Daniel's room. Esther is standing over top of Daniel. <sighs> She's taken his oxygen mask oh off. Oh, my God. And is smothering him with a pillow flatline she takes a pillow off dead open eyes from daniel he's dead oh my god then we hear code 99 code 99 icu peter and vera hear it and they're like what the fuck and they start running everyone rushes to daniel's room and the doctors are like it's cardiac arrest he's in cardiac arrest and they're like we got a pulse they get him going again vera runs to Esther and slaps her in the face. And she's like, what did you do? The orderlies grab her because as far as they see, she's she's just hit a child, hit a child. And they restrain her and sedate her. Peter protects Esther as she's being like, you know, restrained by the orderlies. Her phone falls to the ground and we see that there's a missed call on her phone. Uh Vera then wakes up and she's all groggy in hospital bed. And Peter is standing over her. And says, I'm going to take the girls home. You're going to stay here. Daniel is stable. And she just is. And Vera is just like, I, I don't, I don't want her near Max. And then passes back out. And we just see Peter leading Esther out of the room who looks back at Vera. Cut to Peter tucking Max into bed. Takes her aid out. Puts it on the end table. Esther signs goodnight to Max and leaves. Peter then tucks her in and he too leaves. Esther's gone to bed. Peter goes downstairs to the couch and opens a bottle of wine. Now we see that Esther has not actually gone to bed. Peter's downstairs drinking. Esther is in their room and she's trying on a bunch of Vera's dresses. And she's like cutting one up, like cutting it shorter and stuff. And we concerned. And we see that Peter has finish the bottle of wine in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the quickness here comes esther and we just see from the waist down Uh that she's wearing a black lacy dress that she's like cut to fit her i'm concerned and she's carrying a knife in her hand Mm -hmm. and she's walking towards peter who's almost passed out on the couch and he kind of wakes up and he's like what are you and she puts a cheese plate down looks delicious all different kinds of cheeses mm, and fruits. Cheese, good. Mm. And then we pan up to her face and she's got makeup on and oh, her hair's no. done. He can barely see he's oh, so drunk. No. She rests her head on his shoulder and she says, I love you, daddy. I really love you. And she kisses him on the cheek. Uh-huh. Then she kisses him again on the cheek. Oh, God. Kisses the corner of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Then she kisses. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, good. Peter kind of comes to. And she says, you said you loved me. And Peter says, oh, honey, you're so confused. That That's the way Vera and I love each other. That's not how... A daddy loves his daughter. And she is like, I just don't think anyone respects you. And and I 
think about what you need. No, stop! He starts crying because he's fucking wasted. I mean, he drank that bottle in like two shakes of a lamb's tail. <sighs> he just starts crying and he's just like, I'm so worried about Daniel. She starts calling him Johnny. I love Peter Sarsgaard crying. Too. Oh my God. He's great. He's but it's like actor. drunk. It's drunk crying. And it's like where you're just like, oh, keep your wits. Can you no, go? I know, but can like, you go ahead and like grab such a good actor? Oh my God. He's, like, and he's amazing. Uh, but, God. but I seriously was just like, can you like, please, <sighs> please go collect your wits, sir. She subtly starts calling him Johnny okay. instead of daddy. His name is Johnny. And tells him that she's very handsome that he's very handsome mm-hmm. he kind of snaps out of it again and is like what the fuck and he's like that's very inappropriate esther and she's like stop talking to me like i'm a child and he like is drunk and just like loses and he's like we're calling sister judith about your future in this house because i can't do this anymore <laughs> at that point we're back in the hospital with vera and she gets a call again on her phone. It's from the Sarn Institute. And she picks up the phone and the person on the other line speaks English in a Russian accent and says, get your family out of the house. That's not a little girl. What? That's a 33-year-old woman <gasps> with a rare hormone disorder. It is basically, there's a term for it. We can talk about it in a postmortem because I can't remember the term, but it's basically proportional dwarfism. So like you are, you can pass as a child because you don't have, your proportions are completely correct. Uh You're just, your growth is stunted. So the doctor's like, does she have scars? And Vera's like, no, she has no scars. Clear, this can't, this is not, this can't be real. She doesn't have scars. Then she remembers that she won't let anyone take, take the her ribbon off, off her neck or her wrists. And the doctor says she has violent scars because we had to straitjacket her. And she ripped herself out of it constantly from the restraints around her neck and her wrists. She was so violent. She killed seven people. Mm, As this is happening, we see Esther upstairs crying, like mascara running down her face, ripping the ribbons off of her wrist and neck and sobbing. And there's scars there. And then we see her take her fucking kid teeth out. And it's like some busted ass 33-year-old toofs. Like, I haven't been to the dentist in 33 fucking years kind of teeth. Hence why she didn't want to go to the fucking dentist because your teeth are still 33. Whoa. So the guy in the Sarn Institute is like, she was adopted by a family in Estonia. She killed them all when she wasn't able to seduce the dad and then burn the house down. Alert, alert. <laughs> what do you do? What does Vera do? I sent this lemon away long ago. <laughs> You're still in the hospital. Okay. Uh, you have your own car there. Okay. I'm gonna... Daniel's in the hospital, so he's safe. I'm gonna be like, okay. I'm gonna be like, I need you to call my husband and tell him this information okay because he's not gonna believe me this is you 
Yes. And then I'm also at the same time going to go home. I'm going to fucking leave. I'm okay. fucking piecing out of this hospital, going home immediately. I'm going to call the police, actually. Okay. I'm going to tell Sarn Institute to call my husband and tell him this information. I'm going to call the police and tell them shit's happening at my house. They need to go. They don't. They're going to go regardless. And right. then I'm also going to race home as quickly as possible. Okay. And she, do I have to say she thinks? Mm-hmm. She's she. She, I think, uh, I think she should call the police too and, and also goes home as soon as possible. This is, and you'll have to do this math for me. You got three quarters of a point for oh, you garbage, and you. a half a point for Vera. <laughs> so that's, garbage. is that one, that's one and a half points. Okay. One and a half. Okay. What did you say? Three quarters plus one half. It's one and a quarter. One and a quarter. Okay. One and a quarter. Okay. So you did exact like you did exactly what you should do, except you'll realize that calling the police first is the very first thing that needed to happen. And having the institute call won't work because here's what's happening at the house as this is all going on. She does try to call Peter. She does try to drive home. She does call the police after we realize what's happening in the house right here and why it won't work to call Peter uh, and why calling the co- like anyway. So calling the cops was the first was on what I did at the hospital. Still, you called the cops first. I mean, I was like, I'm still on the phone with this institute. Hang up and call my husband That's, and then call the police. OK, so you well, then I'll give you a full point for that because it doesn't really matter that the Sarn Institute won't get through. And the reason that the Sarn Institute won't get through and also you won't get through is because what's happening at the house is Esther is still throwing a fucking 33 year old temper tantrum. And we see that she's like has bandages on her breasts like mm-hmm. she's completely passing as a kid and she goes downstairs and has done something to the fucking fuse box. And so all of the power goes out. Oh, and she's also destroyed her room. Max wakes up because she, something is weird. Her aid is gone. Mm. Her hearing aid. Peter comes into, once the power has gone out, Peter goes into Esther's room to like see where she is or what the fuck's going on. He can't find her. But he flips on the black light. I guess the black light is like, you know, battery powered and he shines the black light on the walls. So we see the painting that we've already seen where it's like demons and Mm -hmm. dead people. All of the paintings all over her wall have secret, terrifying like messages on them. So like a portrait of Vera has a knife sticking out of her head. Oh my God. And then behind the, the paintings, like, so the paintings are all fucked up, but then behind the painting, she's painted her walls with, like, people fucking. Oh, like, my God. Like, gr- like a, a 10-year-old can't paint these. They're, like, really good yeah. pornographic yeah. paintings of people fucking and stabbing and, and shit like that. And Peter's just like, shit. Crap. Bag. Kid. And also is drunk. Now, Vera is in the car, and she's calling the house not going through mm-hmm. powers out nothing's going through peter picks up the phone powers out peter goes down to the basement sees that the fuse box is destroyed vera is almost driven off the road because she's using her phone uh don't use your phone and drive kids 
Uh, Peter's in the basement. Vera in car. Now she's trying to call 911 because she can't get through. Mm So I guess for me, like my first thing is to always call 911 first. And I feel like that was her concern because if she had called 911 first, it would have bought time and it like mm-hmm. wouldn't have mattered that the power went out. But it wasn't until she couldn't get a hold of Peter that she called 911. Mm-hmm. So Peter's now with a flashlight looking around the house and he feels like a thud in his back. And then another thud. It's not a thud. He's being stabbed by Esther. Oh, my God. Who looks like a fucking 33-year-old woman now. Oh. Because she's, you know, like, she's got boobs and her teeth are busted. And she just, like, isn't carrying herself like a nine-year-old anymore. Ah. So she just looks like... And she, unfortunately, is like a reverse Sammy because she stabs forever. Oh, no. Max sees the whole thing. Vera's driving Max goes and hides in a closet Vera drives into her house (laughs) like through the walls into her house runs in finds Peter dead oh my god there's no he's dead as a doornail she's looking around the house she picks up his flashlight and she's looking around the house she's trying to find the kids she hears something behind the curtain uh she's in the bathroom like she's in like yeah she's in like the bathroom of her bedroom kind of and there's a window outside and she's knocked backwards esther was standing outside and shot her through the window in the shoulder oh my god and esther now looks 30 fucking three max kind of sneaks out of the hamper and like goes somewhere else Vera gets up and goes into the bedroom part and sees that there's like roses and candles on the bed. Oh, creepy. Esther comes in looking for her in the bathroom where she knows she shot her and she's not there. So she goes into the room and doesn't see her anywhere. But she sees that the door to the balcony is unlatched and she's like, she's out on the fucking balcony. So all Esther does is just click, locks the door Vera is hiding on the balcony in the snow uh Max is trying to get away but like makes a noise and she's trying to hide in the greenhouse now the greenhouse is on the first floor and it's got kind of that like half domed roof you know how like a greenhouse obviously is just all windows Mm. so from where Vera is on her balcony outside of her bedroom she can Mm. actually step down onto the glass roof of the greenhouse so she does that Vera sees Max hiding in the greenhouse and signs to her through the window that she sees Esther coming because she can basically Mm. bird's eye view the whole greenhouse Esther hears her on the roof and shoots, misses. She's about to find Max, but Vera realizes that where she shot, the glass is now weak. Right. And so she falls through the glass and lands on Esther. Mm. Esther's knocked out. Max comes in and like the poor, like a kid who can't express themselves in words when they cry, it's like, it's like worse because it's just like this sob without being able to say anything. Vera grabs the gun, smart, 
out of Esther's hand, picks up Max, leaves house and goes like out of the house into the snow towards the pond, just like trying to get away from the house. Esther's dead in the greenhouse. Sirens are approaching. Cops are going into the house. They go into the greenhouse. No Esther. So Vera and Max are walking through the snow. Esther comes out of the woods. She pushes Vera onto the ice. She has a knife. Max has fallen out of Vera's arms and is just sitting on the on the bank of the snow. Vera and Esther are like fighting on the ice. Max sees the gun that her mom has dropped mm-hmm. and tries to aim uh-huh. and shoots, mm-hmm. misses. Okay. It goes into the ice. Oh, fuck. That means the ice is weak now, and they both fall through the ice. And it's Jesus the scariest crap bag. fucking part where, like, you can't see, so you're just, yeah, like, you hitting don't know where, like, the, ice. the hole is. Yeah. So she's caught under the ice. Esther tries to, like, pull her back under, and Vera is able to kind of, like, hit her away, finds the hole, and is crawling out of the ice. Oh, at some point underwater, Esther stabbed her as oh well. Oh, my God. And that's when Vera like hits her in the face, crawls out of the ice. Max is walking out onto the no, ice. No, Max, get back. And Vera is like, no, 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 stay back. Don't move. At this point, Esther comes back out, grabs Vera's leg. And she's like, please don't let me die, mommy. Kim? Yeah. What do you do? I what kick her in the do? fucking face. Okay. I get her off me and go save my fucking child. Okay. What does Vera do? Same. Hand in hand. Yes. Yes. She literally kicks her in the face. And we saw as an audience that Esther had the knife still behind her back. She didn't drop it. Mm-hmm. She kicks her in the face and we see that it snaps her neck. Good. Like we see it like in slow motion where it's just like, Crap! Bye, creepy crap bag lemon kid. And Vera says, "Woman, <laughs> I'm not your fucking mommy." Yes. Ah! Crawls out of the ice. We see Esther's face sinking to the bottom. Sirens in the background. The end. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, I bet Vera Farmi is so good. Oh my god, that. she was fucking I great. Love her. All right, I'm gonna total up your points, and then I'm gonna tell you what the can't fuck you've wait. been missing. Okay. Hey guys, this is Kat and Kim, and we just want to let you know about our brand new Patreon we just launched. You can find us at www.kimandcatstayalive.com, and you'll also find merch on there. Check out our merch store and follow us on social media at KK Sam Podcast. We love you. Bye. Okie dokily. Yay. Uh, you did really well on your questions. You got 13 and three quarters out of 20. Uh, you only got one dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bad, damn it. So you got 14 and three quarters out of 26. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. So. So. Are you ready I'm for assuming there's shit? a true crime story about this. There is an actual family. Mm-hmm. That adopted a nine-year-old, an Mm. eight-year-old, and that eight-year-old kept trying to kill them, pouring bleach into their coffee. Oh, my God. Pushing them into electric fences. Wow. Doing, like, super fucked up shit. Is this, like, um, current? Yes. It's, like, happening right now. Okay. Because the parents are on trial. 
because they are extreme. So Karen, you'll be able to listen to this. Karen was extremely careful to say this news story is only written from the perspective of the foster parents. We have not gotten a statement from, uh, Let's call her Esther because I can't remember what her name is because she's missing. She's gone. Oh, shit. What the foster family says, they are an extremely experienced foster set of foster parents. They've had lots of foster kids. Mm -hmm. It's their life's passion. They said they adopted this little girl from, from, maybe not from Russia, but they adopted this little girl. Behavior started getting fucking weird. They took her to the doctor. And the doctor was like, this bitch's bones are old. Turns out at the time that they adopted her at nine, Mm -hmm. she was actually 18. Or like my Uh math may be kind of off. But they still were like, okay, you're a creepy crap bag adult. But we agreed to foster you. We, I think they adopted her. So they were like, you're still our responsibility. So they set her up in an apartment because she's 18. Oh, my God. Bought her, you know, furniture. And then we're like, peace, lemon. Live your life. And move to Canada. Oh, my God. Since then, the couple got divorced. And now that orphan is now trying to, again, live as a child. And is like, they abandoned me in an apartment. But then fucking disappeared. So now like the parents are basically like we did everything we could. Like this is an adult though. And she was trying to kill us. Yeah. So like that's where we are that this is actually happening. And they can't uh, they can't investigate the girl because they she just disappeared. What are they on trial for? Neglect. Abandonment and neglect. But she's an adult. But they don't. The there are. Uh to so they have a doctor that said she's an adult Mm. there's other records that That say she's not that say she's nine weird and they can't do their own evaluation because she's disappeared that's fucking crazy yeah Ah! now i want to read all the things yeah so that's why i was like you know what we try to do like Halloween themed movies for Halloween, but I was like, I need to do this right fucking now. Because as soon as I heard this story, I was like, I hadn't seen the orphan. I knew it was on your list. But when you were like, I don't know what, what you're talking about. What, oh, cause Allison sent yeah, it yeah, to yeah. us. Yeah. And I was like, we got like, we got to do this. And if, if I've heard it and Kim hasn't, then I've got to do the movie. Creepy. Isn't that crazy? And I'm just like, oh, that's terrifying. Gosh. Cause I'm like, like, I want to foster kids. Ugh, it's so scary. But they might be. Cr- <sighs> yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get a 30. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get bag. out of your vagina out of your, either. Though, I mean, really. you truly don't know. You could get a creepy crap bag right out, right out of your vagina. Right out of your own vagina. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. That sounded like a really good movie, though. That sounded really fun. It was. I mean, it was it was good because like the little girl, I, I guess it got mixed reviews, but. I really yeah, I, liked I it. it. I liked it. Um, you know, Peter and Vera are obviously Amazing. great. Um, and frankly, the little girl who was played by a little girl. A little girl, I assume. Was great. She was phenomenal. Wow. She was phenomenal. Especially at the end where I was like, bitch, when you're 33. She's an adult? That's yeah. creepy. It was awesome. I'm scared and, like, of that actress. The little girl, Max, was great. Uh, Daniel, like everyone was yeah, just really yeah. good. Yeah, it was crazy and it seriously was like it seems so far-fetched I feel like at the time that it came out people were like 
Come a, on. A 33-year-old passing as a nine-year-old cut to present day, and they're like, so this ah! 33-year-old was passing as a nine-year-old. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I don't know what's on. <laughs> what was that sound? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try and recreate it. um so yeah that was the movie so now you can listen to all of your episodes and all that kind of stuff great yeah uh anything else no this has been kim and kat stay alive maybe uh so follow us on kk honey you take a nap i'll do i'll do the rest thank you Follow us on all of our social meds at KK Sam Podcast. We also have a website where you can go to our shop and you can also go to our Patreon where we do a lot of um, fun stuff and videos and things like that. Um, lots of rewards. Also, go check out um, our network Podbelly for uh, cool Podbelly merch. And you can also see the other uh, podcasts that are on the network. And I guess that's it. So this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe Maybe. until next week. Stay alive. (laughs) Put a ghost in me. I'm I'm done. done.